Let's go talk about Michigan State's long journey to Seattle to take on Washington Saturday night, 7.30 p.m. Michigan time. Matt Wenzel, MLive.com Spartan Insider. He's standing by the Meyer guest line. Welcome back, my friend. Hey, Bill. How's it going? It's going good. Uh, My theme this week has been the similarities of the positioning of this Washington game in their schedule like last year when they went to Miami, which was the first true gauge on how good the Spartans would be, and they were very impressive. I think I'm looking for how Michigan State will look against this Washington team considering where they're going, the hostile environment, and also will this game be a springboard like the Miami game was for this team last year? Yeah, I mean, that seems like – I mean, you can draw that comparison. It seems really obvious, you know, same time in the schedule, basically, right. you know, long road trip challenge. Mel didn't really want to do that on Monday. He didn't like the comparison because, you know, this is the new year, new team. But it's pretty hard to ignore. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it'll be really interesting. You know, you're going to go more than 2,000 miles, three time zones. Um, you're going to be on the West Coast where they have not fared well in regular season games. Uh uh, well, since I think 84 was their last win out West in Colorado. Um, so yeah, I mean, it is a significant challenge against a team that, that looks a lot better uh, so far this year than, than last year, uh, albeit with, uh, you know, against overmatched competition so far, Kent state and Portland state and FCS program, but Kalen DeBoer has the offense uh, looking pretty good. Obviously Michael Penix is the guy you got to keep your eye on. Michigan state fans are more than familiar with him. This will be his third start against them. He's one and one, and he was really good in his previous two outings against Michigan State. So, yeah, I mean, big challenge for them. I mean, this is a, the chance. You know, you mentioned the you know the springboard last year at Miami, and I think that was absolutely the case. Um, and you got a chance to do it kind of again. Um, and then you know you you, <laughs> you got to get right into it because Minnesota comes to town next week to start Big Ten play, and that's going to be a really difficult challenge. So, yeah, we'll get a we'll get our first real sense of where Michigan State's at on, on Saturday. What are three things you like about Michigan State football after two games, and what are three things that concern you going into this Washington game? Three things I like. Let's see. One, uh, <laughs> Jacoby Whitman would be one thing to like. Uh, he's been outstanding so far. Uh, the UNLV transfer uh, moved from linebacker to the end in fall camp. He leads the nation with 5.5 sacks. He's got four fumble, uh, four fourth fumbles, a fumble recovery. He's been really good. Uh, the run game has come together um, quite fine. Uh, you know, nobody's expecting Kenneth Walker again, obviously, but between uh, Jalen Berger and, and Drew Broussard, they've, they've been good. You know, uh, Berger's got 200-yard games to start. Um, Broussard had a couple touchdowns last uh, week, and they're averaging, I think, 6.2 yards per carry, the two of them. So they've been good. Um, I guess, I, I mean, some you're seeing some young guys step up. You know, with Jaden Reed, uh, you know, getting banged up last week. We'll see if he plays this week, but you know, we've seen flashes from some young receivers, Keon Coleman, uh, Jeremy Bernard, a true freshman who was actually enrolled at Washington in January before things went a little sideways when his position coach left and you know, up at Michigan State. So that's a, another interesting thing to watch Saturday. Um, uh, three concerns, uh, depth with, with some injuries. Darius Snow out for the season at linebacker. He was a really versatile uh, veteran, smart kid, uh, good communicator, and, and that, that's a tough loss to take, even though they've got some more depth there, or they at least did before the season started. Uh, Xavier Henderson, we don't know when he'll be back. He suffered an apparent right leg injury in, in the opener against Western. Um, Kendall Brooks, former D2 transfer, stepped in pretty well, but you get beyond that. I mean, they came into the season really thin with experience at safety. It was basically Henderson and Gross. 
and you take Henderson, the, the most experienced player they've got out of the mix and you know, you're, the depth's going to get tested there. Uh, another concern, uh, Peyton Thorne just hasn't been as sharp as you expected. Uh, two interceptions last week, no touchdowns. He got three picks through the first two games. So so that would be a little concern. And then uh, third one, geez, uh, <laughs> got a lot of re- ways it could go. Um, I don't know. I guess we really haven't seen the secondary tested with some really good talent yet. You know, Western Michigan produces good receivers, but they were starting a, at a quarterback. They actually played pretty well. Uh, in his first career start, and, and then obviously Akron is, is not one of your more powerful programs. Um, so yeah, some some still questions about where that secondary is going to be against um, high end talent, and then you know you're still breaking in the true freshman kicker, which you on the road for a game that could be decided by a field goal, and, and that could get dicey. Although uh, he made one from 43 or 44 last week that that looked pretty good. His name is Matt Wenzel, MLive.com, Michigan State Football Insider, joining us on the Meyer Guest Line, talking about Michigan State's first big game of the season at Washington, Saturday night, 7.30 p.m. Uh, Michigan time. Away from Michigan State, what has surprised you the most in the Big Ten? Is it Scott Frost getting fired? Uh, I, I, I'm trying to think if there is, you know, Iowa's lack of offense is shocking considering their schedule. I would be in my conversation. What what has surprised you about the Big Ten through two weeks? I mean, I don't. There was a lot of Nebraska love before the season, and I just didn't see it. I didn't get it. Um, and I think the first what two weeks played out kind of. I, I can't say I expected Frost to be gone after after a couple games, but um, three games actually because they played week zero. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I I didn't understand it. They were they were bad since he arrived, but. So I guess that wasn't a big surprise. Iowa just not being able to move the ball. Um, my gosh, <laughs> that's bad. I don't know. I was, I was, I don't know. I, I kind of surprised the way the quarterback situation unfolded at Michigan. Um, you know, you get a guy that, that leads you to a Big Ten title, college football playoff, your first Big Ten title in almost, what, 20 years? And he gets one start and then he's benched, you know, for, for the young, for uh, McCarthy. So I don't know. I was kind of surprised how that played out. I thought you might see him keep the quarterback competition somewhat more open uh, moving on uh, at least some sort of semblance of a competition instead of just going with St. JJ's starter week three. But yeah, those are a couple of things that stand out. I trying to think of some other things, but those are big ones. If Michigan and Michigan state were playing this weekend in week three, crazy new TV deal, flip the schedule all around in Michigan and Michigan state based on what we've seen from both teams in two games. What would be your vibe on the Spartans and the Wolverines if they were playing Saturday night? <laughs> I, you know, I don't know because we haven't Michigan. You know, they've played obviously two vastly inferior opponents um, in what was it, Colorado State and Hawaii. I mean, those games haven't been anywhere close. And not that Michigan State has played a world beater schedule, but I, I don't know. You know, and I haven't really, you know, I haven't watched Michigan really, um, but. I don't know. I'd have to see like the first test for really both of them to get a good gauge. I think Michigan's obviously got firepower and offense, but um, you know I haven't watched enough of them to really have a gauge for it. Uh, know where they're at compared to where Michigan State's at right now. But you know that said, I don't. I can't really say where Michigan State's at because you know it's been uh, Western and Akron, so they're still a little bit untested, um, and we got to see what some of these guys can do. Um, you know, when the talent level is is closer to what they have on their own. Um, to be able to get a gauge where they're at, but I'm I'm sure if they were to, if they were on the schedule for Saturday at Michigan, which is where they play this year, that that Michigan would be favored by, you know, at least a touchdown. 
Matt Wenzel does a great job. MLive.com, Michigan State Football Insiders, Spartans at Washington. That'll be a good game. I, I, Michigan's three dog games. I, I don't know if that will hurt them, but let's just say for the sake of this Big Ten conversation that if Michigan, when you get to the playoff committee on seedings, on where you're at, I know you still have to win at Ohio State if you want to get the college football playoff. You'll have to beat Michigan State in Ann Arbor. Same thing with Penn State. But, you know, if, if you get to a seeding point, they're going to look at those first three games. You know, they're going to look at an Alabama and say, hey, they went to Texas and won. Uh, I, I can't believe Michigan would schedule three bad teams like that in a row. Yeah, well, you got to pay the bills. And how much does Michigan make uh, for each home gate? You know, uh, offsets the. $700 the, the, the billion. Dollars. <laughs> and they pay, what, 1.5 or 2 million or whatever the rate is of, to, for those the game, those teams to come and play. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. If, if they beat, a, if you win the Big Ten and you're Michigan and you're there, I mean, let's be honest with what the college football playoff is about. It's about, you know, delivering eyeballs and money. And Michigan is one of the biggest brands out there. So, um, I don't I mean, if it, if it came down to it, where it was like team Michigan and another team, exact kind of thing. And the other, the other team had actually played some, some actual non-conference opponents, uh, that were, that were challenged. Yeah. Um, I, I could see maybe that would sway things, but you know, money, money always talks. And, and as far as Alabama, I mean, that was, that was interesting. I thought they were going to lose. Um, but when was the last time they played a true non-conference road game? It's been a while, hasn't it? So, well, you know, they're following uh, the Ohio State plan. I'm serious. Ohio State, uh, except this year they did play Notre Dame, and most years they have scheduled some big boy game, and usually it would be uh, in Columbus. But, you know, get highly ranked. You're moving up. You know, you've gone from eight to four. You haven't played anybody. so uh, the, And you still, if you're going to be a playoff team, you, you have to beat – some highly ranked teams on your schedule, so you'll the back side of it will take care of it. The front side really doesn't come into play unless you beat somebody big uh, in non-conference. Yeah, you know, I think I, I mean, I, I don't know, I'm not an athletic director, but you know, if, if I was a, a fan of a program, season ticket holder or not, I would like to see that mix. You know, you don't want you don't want a crazy Tom Izzo basketball schedule for your football team. You know, you get two bye games. And then you have a marquee non-conference. You know, you, the contracts are usually home and away. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to rotate. But, um, yeah, I think you want that one test. I mean, the Big Ten is going to be tough enough, but I think you want to uh, want to see one good uh, non-conference game each year. Just, you know, with Michigan State, it just so happens they, they get it in back-to-back years um, with Miami and, and Washington. And, you know, the, the 20 game with Miami coming to East Lansing was obviously canceled. But Washington will, you know, return the favor and – yeah, I, I like there being a decent non-conference game as opposed to just, you know, three layup lines and, and then you then you really don't know what you have. Matt, great conversation about the Big Ten of Michigan State. Enjoy the road trip out west. We'll talk soon. Sounds good, Bill. Have a good day. All right, man. Wenzel covers Michigan State football for MLive.com. Joining us on the Meyer Guest Line and Meyer. Proud to be longtime partners with Michigan State University Athletics.